You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. I was working uh, at uh, Mix 1029 mm-hmm. when uh, oh, humble Attack, brag. Attack of the Clones was coming out. And it's not even a real station anymore. <laughs> uh, when Attack of the Clones was coming out and they were doing this big thing where it's like, hey, do you want to hear the music from Attack of the Clones before anybody else? Yeah. We're going to be sending it down the satellite channel uh, at this time. And you could take a listen and maybe play some snippets for your audience. Interesting. And so, like, me and a couple of other guys in production Uh-oh. were, like, hanging out in the production room for, like, for it to come down the just satellite. Waiting. And we were just, we were listening to it. And, dude, when we were, we were like, this is fucking amazing. It's fucking yeah? great. But it did, like, the, the, uh, the, the oh, I can't remember. It's like, I call it the Jerry Maguire mm-hmm. now when they <laughs> put, like, movie clips along with the music. Oh, yeah. And that's where I heard something like, you want to buy some death sticks? You don't want to sell oh, me death I sticks. Fucking hate I don't when want they to do sell that. you death sticks. No. And so, like the whole time I'm listening to that, and I'm going, "This sounds, Ugh. this sounds kind of lame." You know, who you <laughs> have to blame for that, uh, James Cameron and Titanic. Yeah, because when that song came out, they, they uh, did they, Jerry Maguire come out after Titanic, or was it before? Let's see. I feel like that was I after. I feel like that was early 2000s. When they did the, the, the Jerry Maguire song, it was like, you take her in your right. That fucking Bruce Springsteen you know, bullshit. Just, I just love him, Laurel. I love him. And yeah. You had me at hello. Shut up, Jerry. Just... Hello, Jerry. McGuire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, 1996. Yeah, okay, it so came, that came out, out before, before Titanic. So that started it all. Uh-huh. And then Titanic just pick it up and ran with it. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's what James Cameron does. <laughs> with everything, did you hear what he said about? I didn't, but Star I saw that Wars? it was. I saw that that was in the news that he had said something about Star Wars. Whatever. All you have to do is remember that this is the guy who brought you Avatar that he spent years, and now he's making like four Avatar sequels. Well, it's good that he's doing it so timely. <laughs> that <laughs> Avatar came out what like ten years All ago. Yeah, we're coming on decade. He's not going to live <laughs> to see his his final. It's a good thing he he jumped on top of that train. Mm-hmm. It's such a relevant story. What we still. All wanted. Speaking of Star Wars, yeah. I was um I was hanging out with Jay, mm-hmm. who used to be on the Eight Big Gladiators. Yeah. Um, we were hanging out the other night, and I was driving him home uh, because he he lives in Portland, but he comes Who's here to visit. Who's gonna drive you home? Well, it was Joe that drove him home. I'm Joe's telling you right now. Who's gonna drive you home tonight? Doon, 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 doon. You can't go on. <laughs> keep playing with that. No. Just go ahead and keep playing I'm with that. I'm not doing anything. It's uh, fine. Okay, so we were listening to the Force Awakens soundtrack. Ooh. And we're driving back. And the thing is, like, the Force Awakens soundtrack is, it's so good. Like, everybody would just be quiet and listen to it. And that's what we were <laughs> doing. Thinker. And I started thinking about something. And I don't know if this is a theory that anybody else has thrown out oh, yet. Oh, no. But so the end of the movie, mm-hmm. Ray makes her way up the steps or whatever. I'm right. And she, she walks up. She finds Luke. Luke yeah. turns around. And she's holding out the light. And he, like, takes off his robe. And he's got this look on his face. Right. That looks exasperated. It looks guarded. So many emotions all at once. It almost looks a little angry. Constipated. You know, even. there's there's something there. There's it's not somebody who's like, You found my lightsaber. You no. know who yeah, yeah, yeah. it it's anything but upbeat or welcoming. It's confusion. It's definitely not a welcoming look though. Yeah. So I started thinking about this and I thought, what if <laughs> Ray was one of the Sith that attacked his Jedi Academy? Oh, yeah? And what if he, like, was able to subdue her and then wiped her mind? Is that a thing that Jedis can do? Well, 
in, in your world? Well, it, it is kind of canon because it's something that happened in Knights of the Old Republic, the video game. Okay. So what if he subdued her, wiped her mind, and then left them left her stranded but on the on the planet? She was a little girl. Or was she? Yes. Those are just memories. No, Maybe no, they, they were they memories her implanted in her flashback. Oh, memories. It's what she remembers. Why would he have implanted a memory of her being stranded on? This Why island? not? Well, I mean, what else? Well, so that way, she's a little has, happier. So she has. Her... So she has no family to think of or try to look up. Mm-hmm. You know, she's just all she knows is that she's been on this planet. Mm, interesting. So what if that look he gives her when he sh- when she shows up is, oh shit. The Sith has come to finish the she's job. She's back to kill me, but she's handing him the lightsaber clearly. Right, but and then there's All the right. confusion. Like what? Like what? What? What's going on? But I'm thinking, like, what if she is a Sith that he he like wiped her mind? Hmm. That you know all those. Uh, it, she's so in tune with the Force. Here's the thing. Yeah, she's so in tune with the Force, and she starts getting like the Jedi mind tricks and stuff right off the bat. Uh-huh. She kicks Kylo Ren's ass at the end. Yes. So what if? She's Sith. Like, what if that's her deal? Like, she's a Sith that lost her memories, and now mm-hmm. it's a, an, an even deeper struggle for her to find the light. Like, in the course of these movies, what if she realizes, like, oh, shit, I was Sith, and starts to kind of slip again, and that's where Finn comes in. Oh, Finn's kind of... He's, he's her he's one her true anchor. friend. He's that's her right. anchor. Oh, I like that. Yeah. You know, it's fun to think about theories, no matter how wrong they are. <laughs> Thank you, But, Joel. you know, it's all, it's, it's all <laughs> it's conjecture at this no point. No matter how wrong... It's it, could be, it could be right. Sure, it could be any number of things. She could be a... She could be, a, you don't she like, could be Gozer the Gozerian. You don't like my theory. For all we know. No, I'm not saying I don't like. It's a, it's, there's no bad ideas in brainstorming, Joe. This, <laughs> it could go any number of ways. It's okay. certainly not going to be that, but it could go any number of ways. You know. <laughs> Dude, I certainly hope the fuck that that's what happens and i could just look at you from across the theater and be like fuck you just like i'll just mouth it fuck you Joel. i'll be deleting this podcast from existence. this never happened he fucking called it no no like a year before the Prove two it. years before the movie came out potter it didn't happen oh man so this is the uh this is the editing bay on the next wave radio network my name's joe mine's joel this is where we come to talk about movies obviously uh sometimes bad, they're Star bad Wars movies theory. sometimes they're good movies uh no matter what the case may be We'll definitely throw in some Scott Pilgrim references. Thanks, Shatner. <laughs> no wonder about the case, case maybe. Uh, no, yeah, but we, seriously, we, we will watch a movie every week and then bring it here and dissect it with each other and with you, our lovely Editing Bay listeners, and you could follow the conversation on our Facebook page yep. in the search function. Put in Editing Bay or The Editing Bay. Find the woman with the bleeding eyes. That's going to be us, and that's where you could talk back to us. And uh, this week, a little serendipitous to, pick, so? to pick this film. Yeah. Because just... I just picked it because I'm like, fuck, I want to talk about Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man. Mm-hmm. Little did I know that this movie opens up on Independence Day yes. 1996. I did notice that. Which is the future in this film because <laughs> it was released in 1991. That's Okay, so that's my first question. Why, if you're going to make... Uh, and it's not like there's spaceships around and we've discovered other aliens. It's not that kind of distant future, obviously. Uh-huh. But it's enough to where they're, they're talking about things... Oh, well, they've introduced this new mystery drug, right? It's crystal like, dream, yeah, crystal dream, <laughs> which sounds like a, a refreshing drink. Nesty's <laughs> crystal dream. Crystal dream. I'll take two. I believe in crystal dream. It's blue too. I believe in me. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, you're like the crystal Pepsi thing that Human Giant did, where he's like, it's crystal Pepsi. 
It's awesome. Look, you can see through it. <laughs> you know they're bringing that back. Yeah, too. they are. I was one of the few people who actually liked. Crystal of course, Pepsi you did because you're a Zima fan. Because it was unique. <laughs> it was the <laughs> it's it was the, the Zima of colas. It was the prequel to Zima. <laughs> I had no idea. I'm just making that connection. Pre Prezima. 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 Get inside the house. <laughs> Doing a little uh, David Allen Green. Yes, thank yeah. you. There you go. Uh, so, no, 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 no. So, I think the whole reason, the only reason this movie was put in 1996 is because they had access to an airport that they could film <laughs> on an airport. And they're like, okay, we need to explain why they're able to escape from this bar that's getting shot up so quickly that it's right next to the airport. All right. Let's just say that, like, Burbank has now got an airport. Yep. The whole city of Burbank's an airport, and that's why. Like, this club sits in the middle of Burbank, but Burbank's an international airport. Mm-hmm. Kind of like if you go to, to DFW Airport. It's about the size of a small city. Sure. Um, I think that's pretty much the only reason That makes why. sense. They do spend a lot of time in this airport. It's like the the film opens, climaxes, and then ends. Yeah, in in that uh, in that airport, in an airport or the nearby airfield. Exactly, they're, they're, they're just in that one area. Yeah, but yeah, no. This this movie takes place in 1996. Also, real quick for you, go on. Very sloppily introduced. Like anytime you have to use the radio, With radio host, DJs. Hey, it's Fourth of July, 1996. <laughs> well, that wraps up another Independence Day. Can you believe that there's this new drug that's been invented <laughs> called Crystal? Everything that's going to be uh, prescient. What is it? <laughs> No, not present. To the story. Uh, to the story. Applicable. There you go. Uh, to the story. It's going to be, we're going to just give it all right here. The uh, the whole story right here. That's right. Burbank Exposition is radio. A, uh, an airport. <laughs> and uh, we've all but killed the ozone. <laughs> K-E-X-P. <laughs> Exposition radio. <laughs> nice. So, uh, so yeah, no, the, this radio station, they, they set up the whole thing where mm-hmm. it's like, 1996, happy birthday, America. Mm-hmm. Crystal dream. And yeah, the, the whole thing about this is like, it's like... Toxic eye drops. You, you put it in your eyes and you start to hallucinate. I guess I was waiting for somebody, for someone to, to take it. To, yeah, I like they described it so well that I was like, oh, okay, one of these guys, one of our heroes, might get addicted to it at some point, or at least administered, and we see it through his eyes. Yeah. What this drug does, like dread. Joe, why did they have to invent a new drug? Why couldn't it just been? It could have just been heroin, heroin, exactly. heroin or coke. Or... Hey, we already have drugs that that ruin people's lives I've, and that go for millions of dollars I've, on the black market. I don't know. I think it's some some slick writer <laughs> <laughs> thought that he was being clever by creating a new drug. It's this new drug. It's called Crystal Dream. Well, for if he's trying to be so creative, how about come up with your own names then for your characters instead of <laughs> ripping off Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man? They're all named after. Uh, and then uh, the, Jose Cuervo. We have Virginia Slim, Jack Daniels. Uh, there's another one in there. Jimmy, Jimmy Walker. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. They're they're all based on on products and the thing is like before the movie starts there's this thing that's like no no company has endorsed or whatever it's like no no company actually endorses this film yeah. these they are not represented their products are not represented but surely uh, there were some conversations had because there, there had to have you don't been, name dude. your script and then build a movie with it because they could have worst case scenario those companies decide to sue uh-huh. And you cannot release your film because you got fucking Ron Johnson calling. Or Ron, Johnson. Ron Johnson, Ron, Ron, Ron Swanson, <laughs> Ron Swanson. You can combine them all. All of those. Don Johnson calling him Don Harley Ron. Davidson and Marlboro Man all throughout. Yeah, like you can't fix that with ADR. Yeah. No, I'm pretty sure at the time when this movie came out. Mm-hmm. It was all over. Like I'm sure Harley Davidson and like Marlboro, they were all over like endorsing this hit. thing. This is the it's new thing. Be a big hit, and then it was a flop in the theaters. Yeah, and so they were like, uh, no. 
we don't we don't want anything to do with this. Made for twenty three million and uh-huh. uh, box office just over seven. <laughs> so that's a that's a third. That's uh it's not that's good. a travesty, is what I'm saying. <laughs> now, how did you? It's first a travesty for this film. Discover this film, Joe. Video. Yeah. Video. I was, was a, ki- I was a shown kid. To you or I was a kid. We all rented the episodes it. of Animal House. We, we rented. <laughs> we rented it one night, and uh, I saw. I was like Harley Davidson in the Marlboro Man, huh? And you know, my my first redneck stepfather. There you go. Uh, was, that's how they got was you. Like, yeah, let's let's check this one out, and um, we watched it, and this movie became kind of a staple of my childhood. I, I could see that. I liked it. A lot. I had a buddy of mine who liked this film, <laughs> too, at that age. I still like it a lot. Yeah? Uh-huh. Maybe through the course of this episode, then you can explain to me the endearing qualities <laughs> of said film, because I'm having trouble finding them. Okay. Well, uh, well, we'll, we'll discuss it a little bit. Okay. Uh, so this movie opens up on, like you said, the radio station, the radio mm-hmm. going, and uh, I'm, I'm assuming it's morning radio, because you don't really have like a, a zoo radio show that's like on late at night. Right. Doesn't really happen. <laughs> Uh, so, but you got Harley in this hotel, in in a hotel room, played by Mickey Rourke. Mm-hmm. Not the hotel room. Harley Davidson <laughs> is played by Mickey Rourke. Thanks for the clarification. <laughs> this hotel that's called Ugly But Honest. I did notice Did that. you notice that? Mm-hmm. It's like, that's kind of rough. Um, but he's like sitting there smoking, listening to the radio. Naked chick in his naked bed. Naked chick in his bed. And he just like gets all his crap. Bon Jovi's Wanted Dead or Alive oh starts God. playing. And uh, he starts suiting up and shit. And he's just standing in an open doorway, and this chick just sits up, tits. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. Looks <laughs> there's, at him longingly. There's one. That's why we're rated is R. Is it longingly, or is it just drug-induced haze? <laughs> <laughs> Think she's high on that crystal dream? I don't know if she's high on the crystal dream. She's not but, high uh, on life. It's definitely not the American dream. No. <laughs> she, at, the, at the ugly but honest. Oh. <laughs> so so he, uh, he, like... I guess pays her or something, and he just leaves, mm-hmm. gets his bike, and rolls. And you see on the balcony, she's standing there watching him as he mm-hmm. rolls off. Takes off, and it's this whole like musical sequence of Harley driving down a bunch of different roads mm-hmm. uh, to Wanted Dead or Alive. Hangs out, goes over to this, uh, this gas station where Lady Deathstrike is working. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, like Kelly Who. It's Kelly Who, mm-hmm. uh, and it's, it's being robbed. And that's where we get the idea, the the hint that Harley Davidson's kind of a badass. He is. Oh he, yeah. He doesn't he doesn't back away from danger. Not the first time he's had a gun pointed in his face. If he had a dime for every time a some scumbag pointed a gun in his face, mm-hmm. he'd be a rich man. Um, and so we find out, you know, he's kind of a badass, a little bit of a charmer. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. He's, he's like, it's not good business. Mickey Rourke doing his best Bruce Willis. Yeah. I think. In he this even movie. has kind of the pursed lips uh-huh. of one Bruce Willis. Yeah. Looking very svelte, very young. Dude, he looks Rourke. great in this film. He does. He like, looks the really The only good. other thing I've seen him in of that era is that like softcore porn that used to show on Cinemax. That's the one. Yes. Wild Orkin. Where rumor is, I, I guess that was his wife or girlfriend at the time in that film. Oh, really? And that uh, the rumor is that they were actually having sex on film. And they just kind of edited around, right? I don't that's that's kind of nasty. It gives me the creeps. It's like we don't need it's 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 cinema. It doesn't need to be that realistic, guys. It's cinema verite. But, uh, that's that's <laughs> <laughs> it's Mickey Rourke. You can't uh, you can't keep that genie in the bottle. Yeah, him and Mickey Rooney. <laughs> They're both prolific. Why do you think they call it slipping him a Mickey? Uh, oh, yeah, right. Uh, never yeah. thought about that. There you go. Uh, Mickey is one of those names that's both like the most masculine. <laughs> and also, like, you expect him to be wearing like a beanie hat hey, with Mickey, a propeller so fine. on top. Yes, or have a, a <laughs> or, or mouse ears. Sound like a castrato. <laughs> yes, Eric Castrato from Chips. <laughs> no <fucking God>. <laughs> <laughs> so Harley uh, shows up at this bar uh-huh. where 
Don Johnson, who plays the Marlboro Man, is playing or, pool against the Indian guy from Renegade. Yeah, yes. <laughs> the, guy, the dude who played the badass Indian in everything in the 90s. Yeah, when you needed a, a, a large uh, tomahawk-looking guy, yeah. that's who you went for. Tomahawk. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. Like, it was very stereotypical, and all of his buddies were Indian. That's you right. Because they travel in packs, apparently. <laughs> I'm, say, I'm saying in the there were world, no, there were no motorcycles outside, just a bunch of horses tethered up. <laughs> Let's get more racist, Joel. Come uh, no, on. I'm saying in the in this world of this film, that's what it, that's what it was like. They might as well have had face paint on mm-hmm. and feathers, and that's where we get we get a taste of the kind of guy Marlboro is. Mm-hmm. It's the kind of dude that lives by a code. Uh, both of them kind of do, yeah. but Marlboro is very vocal about the code that he lives by, <laughs> which is always set forth by things that his father told him. Right. My old man used to tell me mm-hmm. before he left this shitty world. <laughs> and then a couple times, like, And then, like, some kind of nugget of wisdom follows uh, that's told in a very simplistic, yet, in my opinion, fairly charming way. Or condescending. Or condescending. If you're the guy playing pool. I like how, Joe, how would it, how would it go over if uh, somebody you were playing pool with just decided to give you lessons every time? Lesson number one. That's kind of how it is. If yeah. you're getting hustled by someone playing yeah. pool, mm-hmm. that's kind of how it goes. Kind of deserve it. Like when you're asking. when someone's getting a, hit the table run, and when you're running the table on you, they kind of earn talking some smack. Yeah, because like, they're winning. <laughs> I know. Like, or you could be a gentleman. You could be uh, a gen. Do you see where they're at? You they're, could, they're in a fucking bar <laughs> with a chick on a half a motorcycle. Yeah. She's taking her top off with a bunch of fucking ugly uh, Duck Dynasty looking. Yeah. Dudes. By the way, uh, uh, I picked a wrong movie to try to watch at work. <laughs> Did like, you try to watch well, first of all, we're we're ninety seconds in, and already we got the chick that Mickey Rourke is oh, yeah. just banged on the bed. There and are then two minutes there later. There are three sets of tits in this movie, and they're all within the first five minutes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they do. They get rid of like they get past it. And Meet just our the first quota early. Yeah. Um, so Harley shows up just in the just in the nick of time to see Marlboro get himself in a fight. Yeah. Well, Marlboro handles shit, and uh, and they end up taking off and. There's this whole like, there's this whole bit where they're sitting on a billboard, and he's like, "I like that. It's that time again, ain't it?" Harley's wounds, and uh, I don't know what, exactly what that means <laughs> when when Marlboro's saying, "It's that time again, ain't it?" What what's that t- like? Is time this to, like Haley's comet? Time like, to get what, in some misadventures. What's going on? I guess that's what it means. Time to rob a bank and, and get and all so, of our friends killed. Well, wait a minute. Now we're jumping <laughs> way ahead. Uh, so they do go to the, they go to this club, yeah, uh, where. All their friends hang out and and work, and that's where we meet the old man, and we meet Jack Daniels. I do like that that there's like a bar. It's almost like a karaoke bar. You've got uh, Vanessa Vanessa Williams Williams up there singing on stage. Playing Lulu. Which, by the way, when I was looking at IMDb and I saw that she was like third or fourth build, I was like, oh. (laughs) I I started doing my recast already. I'm like, all right, she's obviously going to be you know top four of this film. She has like one scene. She has two. She has two scenes. She has two scenes. Um, three technically of no consequence because she has two scenes within that first bar night where oh, she's okay. singing. That's right. <laughs> and then at the end of the night, after Jack and Mickey getting or Jack and Harley getting their fight, little ditty, she, she's like, "I'm ready to go. Uh, we'll be finished in just a moment, honey." Now, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, wow, fuck. And which is funny because you get a reaction just like that from Don Johnson. Where yeah. He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, and then she shows up again when they go back to the bar That's after right. robbing the truck. And she's all, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, some really bad, some really, Vanessa Williams singing some really bad music, uh, really bad songs. Eh. It's definitely it not was Colors the of the Wind. Well, you could, no, true. But you, you could argue that all the, mo- all the, all the movie, all the music in this film 
is really of the era. Wanted Dead or Alive. That's the best song in this film. And then Waylon Jennings. Mm. Working on a hard line. Really weird soundtrack. <laughs> and then it's all kind of interspersed with uh, with an original score yeah. that uh, feels like... I, I know it was 1991, but you got to... Like, 1991 is really... eight. 1889. 1989. <laughs> 1889. And a half, you know, yeah. as far as the air. It still felt very 80s. Like, a lot of like synth- Tim Burton Batman. Yeah, yeah there that you one's, go. That one's a good movie, but it's still dated. You mm-hmm. can still tell, like, mm. That actually did come out in the 80s, though, right? 89? Yeah, 89. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so yeah, like you said, uh, they these guys end up getting... Uh, they put together this posse so they can they can rob a bank. Yes, and the um, reason that they're robbing the bank is because uh, the old uh, the old feller that they're friends with who runs the bar, th- th- straight out of an '80s sitcom. It's like, well, I can't pay the mortgage because they're they're building all these skyscrapers here, and they run the, the bank is squeezing me, son. That's right. And what's the name of the bank? The Great, Great Trust. Trust Bank. No, what I love is like, <laughs> so what's the story, old man? And he's straight up. In 56, right. I was like, okay, maybe we don't need to go that far. You can just straight up say like, well, since they've started building all this stuff, industrialization, uh, this property costs a whole lot more and the bank wants more money for it. Yep. I just can't afford it. They're going to kick me out. <laughs> like that's, that's like, in 56, I opened up this bar when nobody wanted to be seen on this side. And then in 66, I re-upped my lease for another 40 years. <laughs> Uh, wow, and now there's this whole thing. So they, they have this, they concoct a plan to rob the bank, mm-hmm. to get the money to pay the bank. Yeah. <laughs> also, well, already it's half-baked because these guys clearly don't have $2.6 or whatever the number was, Yeah, like in the back pocket. They don't even have anybody they can borrow it from. So no. assuming their plan goes undeterred, like what's the game plan? You're just going to walk up to the, well, hey, by the with, way. With a case Look what money. I won at the casino <laughs> over got, the weekend. This. It happens to be the exact amount that you're looking for. <laughs> oh, you happen to have uh, been robbed of that amount? Well, it wasn't us. Yeah. Anyway, here you go. No and, hard feelings. And that's my, my my note is, so wait, they plan on stealing money from the same bank that wants it from the old man. Mm-hmm. So what would they think if the old guy walks in with their money? Of course. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Well, we just had $2.6 million go missing, and it was this sequence of bills. <laughs> no, sir. Unrelated. Let's, <laughs> let's check. But the sequence of the bills match. No way there could be a correlation there. Bring out Alec Baldwin's fat brother in his garbage oh, bag. Oh, fat Baldwin. <laughs> what the hell? Yes, they're all wearing tar- black tarps for some reason. You can practically see the duct tape on them. Yeah. I know it's meant to be to look uh, emboding. Uh-huh. Uh, emboding? Foreboding? I think, I think imposing. Imposing. Is there we go. Oh, I invented a new word. <laughs> emboding. Hashtag emboding, everybody. Um, we got to stop drinking during these Hashtag podcasts, man. Hashtag Joel creates stupid words. <laughs> Trumrulescent. Trum- Trum- Umbrelay. That's my favorite. It's my favorite uh, catapult slash dessert. Yeah. My trembule. Uh But yeah, the minute he showed up in that thing, and then I was like, "Are we in the Matrix now?" All of a sudden, we've uh-huh. got these black trench coat looking guys who are carrying Uzis. Are you saying that the Matrix stole this look from uh, Harley Davidson? Marlboro Man I think this movie wishes that the Matrix stole I think anything. This from movie it. did inspire a couple of things, uh, not the least of which the ending of the first Kickass. Where what? fucking Kickass shows up in his jetpack and shoots up the office from the outside window. 
No, if from anything, the- that's also from the first Matrix. Remember, they got Morpheus tied up, uh huh, and then Trinity so the first Matrix up. took that from Harley Davidson, the Marlboro no, Man. You're starting to make a case now. Maybe that maybe the, maybe the, the Wachowski brothers slash sisters, whatever they are now, are big fans yeah. of Harley Davidson, the Marlboro Man. Interesting. Well, I'm glad they were able to approve. I think it. the I think the argument could be made that this entire movie takes place in the Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> that it's just Don Johnson and Mickey Rourke are oh, sitting in their geez. little like feeding pods or I, whatever, I, I, I wish and they believe that they're Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man. I wish Joey Pants would have unplugged me in the middle of this thing. <laughs> oh, that doesn't down. sound good. <laughs> I don't want to re- remember nothing. Unplug me, Joey Pants. Nothing. <laughs> Do you? Wow, you didn't like this movie, huh? No, man. There's not much. To, well, okay. Uh, one of the things I'll tell you about this film, Joe, is uh, you know I've already talked about the soundtrack, but not so much the soundtrack, the sound design, or lack thereof. You know, there's, yeah. a, there's a saying about film that it's 40% visual and 60% audio. Uh-huh. Uh, the filmmakers would have been, would have been uh, wise to heed that uh, that advice, that saying, because uh, there are scenes here that are supposed to be tense action scenes, or at least um, uh, some dramatic scene where where characters are learning something about each other, uh-huh. and it just falls. Down. It it feels like an unfinished film in places. Yeah, and I don't know who to blame you, on you that. Weren't, you weren't for... gripped with Don Johnson's like, I don't know what I want. <laughs> Hold on, but I, I have <laughs> no, I don't want. I don't know what I want, but I know what I don't want. <laughs> That's his line. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I don't know what I want. I'm going to use that in But I know what life. I don't want. I'm going to use that in the drive-thru of McDonald's next time. I don't want what we had <laughs> to go away without you knowing that you're one of the best parts of my life. <laughs> Maybe the best part. Oh. And it plays out like it <laughs> did just now, the, under complete the, the silence. Di- the dialogue between Chelsea Field, who mm. we remember from He-Man, Tila. The, the Masters of the Universe movie. That's right. Uh... The, the the chemistry between Don Johnson and Chelsea Field is pretty horrid. Like yeah. the, it's it's pretty non-existent. What's the opposite of palpable? Uh, impalpable. Yeah, there you go. Palpatine. Emperor impalpable. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they have another scene where they're talking to each other. It's right after they've right after they've banged. Oh yeah. Uh, after Don Johnson has taken, he's borrowed Harley's bike. This is yeah. And he drives up to a cop and like wheelies a fucking heavy ass Harley Davidson. Mm-hmm. Flips off the cop right. and just goes on this dangerous fucking chase. Cop flips on the lights woo, across woo, woo. California. Yeah, the it PCH. is pretty dangerous. Um, yeah, they get in this chase and then he stops and, and the cop, you know, stops. She's like, "All right, you're stop. You're under arrest." Gun pointed at him. Yep. And then starts like frisking him and then puts her hands on his fucking butt and he's, on his he's ass. Like, he's like, "Hey, I'm just trying to just trying to blow off some steam." Not on his ass. She goes up and like mm-hmm. to the balls. Yep. And she's like, "All right, cowboy, let's blow off some steam." Cut and then to cut to clothes on the ground. That's right, and an, pants on the ground, and an unshirted uh, Don, Don Johnson laying in the bed. The thing is, though, he's laying in bed, and he looks fucking confused as shit. <laughs> he's he looks like Jeff Goldblum in Jurassic Park. <laughs> His shirt is like open, <laughs> half propped up. But they have what, this. What's going on? Here? They have this conversation. And it's all about like how he won't settle down, and the things about him and his hangups. And she has this bit of dialogue where she's like, "Look, I know that about you." I've accepted it, even loved it, but I don't have to like it. <laughs> what? How, what how, what she, the fuck does that mean? That's obviously dialogue written by a dude she's who gone, doesn't know how women talk. Oh, my God, yeah. She's gone past like into love, but she skipped like. <laughs> because And then realized she didn't like it. No, yeah. But she loves it. <laughs> how, how, how do you... Also, the fact that, that she happen? she already has like she's engaged. She's like, I'm getting married next month or whatever. It is. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> it's she, like, she's like, Robert, I'm getting married. Well, I'm g- she's the only one that refers to him as a name. Oh, does she say his name? Robert. Oh. She calls him Robert a couple of times. Easter egg. 
And then uh, I think at the very end, if you listen carefully, mm-hmm. at the uh, the rodeo when he's getting ready to ride the bull, they actually say his name. Oh, his they full say name. his full name. Interesting. Robert Dean something. Robert S- Dean Anderson. Stanton. I think it's Robert Dean Anderson is what they say. Oh, Mr. Anderson. Mr. Anderson. See, there we go. Another, Damn. Another Matrix thing coming this is, in. This movie's the Matrix. Yeah, well, uh, poor Tila. I don't think her marriage is going to make it. If 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 her idea of a strong marriage is having motorcycle foreplay with uh, Don Johnson, I love when Don Johnson goes to the door, mm-hmm. like after he gets back from jumping off the train, and, and he, he he knocks on the door, and the dude, the the other dude, yeah, opens. the man, he's like, "Hey, what do you want, Virginia? Here, yeah, what do you want? <laughs> well, why don't you go get her? Like, what the fuck? No, I, I'd that's be not like, how this plays out. And then she ex- she explains like, yeah, he just made lieutenant, no. Dude, this guy is not yeah. going to get his woman for you. Your life is ruined. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> okay, yeah, they rob the bank, mm-hmm. and Fat Baldwin um, <laughs> tracks tracks it down to the bar. Well, well, first off, they find out like they rob the bank, and instead of getting money, uh, they have the fucking crystal dream. They got a bunch of crystal dream. But yeah, they they rob the fucking truck. And the fucking security guards have a big red button on the dashboard of their like truck that. that says alarm. <laughs> like, okay, I understand you got to play to the back of the room. But maybe you could have made it a little more subtle than that. But he hits this button. And so they tie up these guys. And I kind of like the security guard guy. He's like, man, you're the deadest shot I ever seen. How'd right. you learn to do that? Read a book, came with the gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, like, never mind the fact that this dude would have been dead the way that Marlboro Man shot him. Oh, yeah. Like, to shoot the belt off? I'm like, no, that's a straight shot. He shoots the gun out of his hand, first Uh of all, and no blood, miraculously. And then, yeah, his belt off? Shoots the belt off. Like, not from the side. At the buckle. Exactly. (laughs) You have to really count on that being some some solid steel. Which is amazing that he does that in this part of the movie, because from this point on, (laughs) after he does that, Marlboro's not exactly the deadest shot. They're either, they even say, like, it's later true. in the movie, they're like, these guys are covered in Kevlar, we got to aim for their heads. And he's having a hell of a time trying to hit them. That's true. That is true. Uh, so these dudes show up. Fat Baldwin and his posse show up <laughs> in this car and just form a line and just start shooting. With their AKs. And the fucking security guards aren't dead. Like, they don't... Thank you. They, they don't get killed in they're the crossfire. They're in the middle of uh, the, the, the truck, the guard truck, um, and w- these guys have formed a line. I also like uh, how... Um, Jump in line! What's their fat friend? Is his name? Uh, Daniel Baldwin. No, no, no. They're fat <laughs> Jack from, from the bar. played by Big John Studd. That's WWE Jack. WWE legend. Oh, is he? Oh, well, no wonder his acting was so bad. He was a wrestler. There we go. Now what? it's all coming together. That what? makes sense. But I love how um, his big game plan... And it, and it works out flawlessly, is to ride a motorcycle. <laughs> as fast as he as can. As fast as he can. He's like 240. Uh, <laughs> flips the gas uh, tank open, uh-huh. right? And then slides. Does a very ungraceful like slide where he, he probably took more damage than the bike itself. Yeah. Doesn't look like that bike's going to go very far. He's no, a wrestler. Continues to, to careen towards the line of Fat Baldwin and his, and his henchmen. While the gas is spilling out. Exactly. And then who, who's the one who lights? The- he does. So, Big John Stud when wow. he gets, he stops his slide and he's like ah, grabs his lighter that is and some throws it quick down. thinking and some fast reflexes yeah. that I don't believe for one fucking second really but then and then it's all to no avail because like they're playing a backyard school uh, <laughs> game or something they all just kind of hop over it as it slides underneath them yeah <laughs> that didn't, that but didn't it blows look, up their car so they does, can't but, chase but them but the little hop that they do 
doesn't look cool at all. It like, doesn't I'm, look I'm cool. I'm no longer afraid of you these could guys. have You could have shot that in a way that made it look a little bit more slick. Right, a little low angle, slow-mo. Yep. They're just like, bing. They just kind of jump over. Like Mario. Are you saying Mario isn't cool? Uh, I mean, like he's 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 not like I'm gonna <laughs> kill you with an AK-47. Cool. Um, if I don't indeed, know, dude. We think that's. cool. I think I'd talk to uh, the Bowser's children that Mario has murdered <laughs> has over murdered. the years. <laughs> <laughs> he that, might be he might be pretty point. terrifying to him. That's a good point. When you look at Mario from the other point of view, you know what? When they remake the Mario Brothers movie, it's <laughs> it's almost like Mario is the big bad wolf. They should do like the the uh, Starship Troopers yeah. take on it. Yeah, they should. Where it's all told from Bowser's point of view, uh-huh. or Grendel. It's like Jesus. This this plumber just wants to just won't leave me alone. He wants he won't leave me alone. All I want is. Did to, you ever to... hear the theory that like Bowser's got all these kids? The only woman around is Peach. Where do you think those kids oh, came from? No. Yeah. Uh oh. Is he she really her, being kidnapped? He didn't get to her fast enough. Or is Mario the one that's kidnapping her? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, they've they already flipped the the roles in the Donkey Kong. You know, working on a hard line. Donkey Kong Junior. All of a sudden, Mario's the bad guy. You're yes. trying to save your father, and then. Uh, and then save the teenager. Save, save the cheerleader. The world. Not the teenager. <laughs> save the teenager. <laughs> Fucking dumb. Uh, all right. Yeah. So they, they end up realizing that they stole Crystal Dream. And we know this because uh, in one of his earliest roles, uh, what's his name? The the guy who played Gus in Breaking Bad? Giancarlo Esposito? Oh, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Who's always saying Holmes at the end of everything? Hey, Holmes. Hey, nom de nada, Holmes. <laughs> Which is funny to me, because they got this guy, Jose, who I can't tell if he's mute or if he's deaf. Well, whatever he is. No, I, th- I think he's deaf. But it also then why means does it matter? He can't communicate. Because Jimmy's talking. They're talking to him in English, and then Jimmy talks to him in Spanish too. Right, and he's like Chewbacca. <laughs> he he kind of is. A little he's bit. silent Chewbacca. But Joe, whatever whatever whether he's mute or deaf, uh, the version of sign language he's doing is that real sign language? I kind of feel like he's putting his own flavor on it. I don't think it's official sign language. No. I know there's like two versions of sign language that mm. people use, and there's like a slang version. Uh, and I think that's what he's using. But he's making hand signals he's like, like he's a referee in a soccer game. Yeah, <laughs> he's pulling cards, which is great for podcast. I'm doing my version. <laughs> he's of... like Coco the monkey. Like yeah. that's it's, that's the kind of sign language he's doing. There you go. That's Chopping like, at the bit. That was rock smashed. paper scissors. <laughs> <laughs> he says you shouldn't go in there. If you do, you're dead. Hey man, better be dead and cool than alive and uncool. No, no. <laughs> I don't think so. I, I, I'm alive and I'm uncool, and I'm pretty okay with it. It's got me this love, far. You know what? That's what I love. Like to to watch this movie. I wish I could have watched this movie with you, just 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 to experience the cultural difference. Where I'm watching this movie as a young boy, and You're I'm like, like, yeah, yeah, man, it is. It's better to be dead and cool than alive and uncool. You don't roll over on your friends. It's you gotta you gotta live by a code, and mm-hmm. you know make things right. Snitches if something's wrong, stitches. you gotta make things right. Like that was something I loved about this movie, where they're they're on the train and and yeah. marlboro's talking to harley and he's like well what are we gonna do he's like we're gonna ride this train we got this money these fuckers can't follow us anymore and, and marlboro's like it's not right we got money we didn't get for ourselves our friends are dead because of it mm-hmm. we got to make it right and i'm like fuck yeah man like the, the young impressionable joe was watching this going fuck yeah okay yeah We'll make things right. That's what I liked about this movie. Yeah, betw- like, betw- it, it gave me kind of a moral compass, I guess. Sure, between the scenes of uh, solving problems with violence. Yeah. Yeah, there is some moral well, ground to I mean, it. What the hell? <laughs> At least you throw a little bit of something in there. Yeah. I mean, it's no 
It's no elves, I guess. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they. Oh, well, there okay. goes. Put that anywhere. That, fuck that phone. <laughs> fuck you, phone. I just wanted to check my notes, and it just started jumping all over the place. Yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they um, they 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 end up they, they find out it's Crystal Dream. They sell the drugs back to the bank guys, right? Like back to Fat Alec Baldwin because that was going to work. Like they walk into the bank and they're like, "We've got your Crystal Dream. We'll sell it back to you for two point six million or whatever and a buck." And uh, and they're like, okay, young Tom Sizemore. Yes. Going, uh-huh. Skinny, sounds... skinny Tom Sizemore. Yeah. He's like, that sounds fine. We agree. And so they, they're like, meet us at the airport. Or da, 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 da. <laughs> meet us at the one place we have the rights to film. <laughs> we have the permit so, for so in they Burbank. Do. They fly in and they, they check it. And like fat Alec Baldwin's like, here's yep. your money. Give mm-hmm. us our drugs. And so they, they do that. They do the exchange. They go back to the bar. They're right. They're like, well, that was too easy. <laughs> and and they're, they're like, here you go, old man. And the old man's like, ah, yes. Tomorrow we open for good. And mm-hmm. that's that's when I wrote my note going, aren't they going to notice? Like, huh, that's, um, that's a whole lot of money. <laughs> yeah. So fat Alec Baldwin shows up in the bar. Hey, hey, hey. Rest. In his trash bag outfit. Yes, that's all he has. Like that's, but it's not all he has because we've seen him in the bank with Tom Sizemore wearing a suit. Mm. When oh, Tom Sizemore's like, "Hey, what are these guys? Are they pros?" And he's like, "No, they're not professionals." Um, so yeah, he shows up at the bar in his trash bag outfit, which to me would have been the dead giveaway. Yeah, this isn't going to end well. That, like, hey guys, this isn't going to end well. Let's go help the old man. Let's get the fuck out of yeah. here. Why don't you guys start sneaking it's out the back? Olive branch. Let's not watch what's about to happen mm-hmm. because everybody, even the blind grandmother of the kid watching this oh. movie right now, oh. knows what's about to fucking happen. Yes. And uh, it does. And it does. Yeah, the old man gets shot to death. Yeah. And then Giancarlo Esposito screams the Darth Vader no <laughs> as, as Fat Baldwin starts shooting through the glass. Yeah, and the two-way shoot mirror. Shoot the glass. You saw right through it. Um, and, and, uh, and the only guys to get out of there are Harley Davidson and the, the Marlboro Man. The titular stars. That's right. And they run into the <laughs> they run into the airport. Right back into the airport. Right back into the airport. And the thing Conveniently is, located across the street. They're on a fucking tarmac. Like this at, at some point, like they're on a tarmac and they're not even hiding. No. Like there's a cowboy and well, a leather daddy <laughs> running running through fucking tarmacs. And people are driving the little like airport cars yes. and like in plain sight. They are. They're an Indian short of the uh <laughs> of the of the, the village, people. village people. And there is that one shot where they're sne- sneakily trying to uh, grab a hold of one of those little luggage carts, and the other one drives past with a driver who, like, he's mere feet away. Like, there's no way he didn't see that happen. <laughs> like, he's not going to call security. Like, like Joe, if you if you're filming that, you do another take. You take a look at that monitor and be like, oh, nobody's going to buy that they that they got past security. But apparently, Joe, there is no security in this tarmac. There's because, no security uh, because two seconds later, there's mm-hmm. a shot of like. All of Fat Baldwin's army guys or whatever That's in right. their trash bag outfits running around with assault rifles on a fucking airport. Oh, 1991. In, in a restricted area. Simpler time back in 1991. Where where a luggage dude gets shot to death just fucking, for, for telling the dude to get out of here. Yeah, I think he tells him to get the fuck out of here. And anytime, you know, Joe, in these movies, anytime that they resort to uh, using the F-bomb. Uh-huh. Not that it doesn't get dropped in this movie a lot, but uh, a lot. That guy sealed his own fate. He really did. If he would have been nicer, like, oh, excuse me, sir. Um, oh, I see you happen to have a, a, a an automatic, assi- <laughs> an automatic assault rifle weapon. He's talking shit to this guy, and it's not like Fat Baldwin's hiding his gun. No, no, he's just out, blatantly brandishing it. No one is scared of anybody with a weapon in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so yeah, and then they, they and then they, they they rescue slash kidnap they kidnap this poor young the other woman, girl. and then like she watches her friend get shot, and then conceivably. <laughs> 
They spend an hour flight, an hour, two-hour flight so what in the, the fucking what the cargo fuck hold. What the fuck happens the last time we see them? They've kidnapped this girl. The, the, the dead corpse of the guy who just got shot has now been... Mickey Rourke just like unceremoniously pulls it into the luggage <laughs> yeah, he's section. Like, well, we got to hide this dead and body. And then some other dude walks up and is like, mm, everything looks good here. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, none of the rest of the luggage has yeah. been loaded. We've got a hostage, two fugitives, and a dead body. Yep, we're ready for takeoff. We're ready for takeoff. <laughs> I want to see that flight. Like, I would love to I know because they fade the to black rolling on that. and the next thing we see they're they're walking down the Las Vegas strip <laughs> just the two of them <laughs> with no chick no, like at what point uh, did they have to like kill her and hide her body <laughs> like was there a conversation had be like no this is all a misunderstanding we're actually the good guys <laughs> please don't tell your officers and here's no. some money for a, a one way ticket back to wherever the fuck we just came from <laughs> no Joel I don't know she is missing though and that's when I thought when I first watched it, I'm like oh okay now they're gonna have some like plucky female sidekick she'll show up later them. right no, dude, that's what I thought was going to happen with fucking Virginia Slims. Virginia Slims? They're, they're friends with a cop. Why is so she I there? Th- the only police officer we see in this entire film, by the way, we never that's see cops point. ever again in this movie. That's a good point. We live in a world without cops. Could have used a few on the tarmac there. Yeah, they could have. So they end up in Vegas, <laughs> and they check into a fucking hotel. We find out that Harley lost his cherry to a fat <laughs> chick named Annie in, in a hotel room just like this in Mesquite. Represent Mesquite? <laughs> yeah. Well, he rep- he references Mesquite a couple of times in this movie where he's like, I was fixing up some bikes in a little shithole outside of Dallas. <laughs> like, whoever wrote this must have had some kind of, like, problem with Mesquite. Probably grew up in Mesquite. Yeah. Much like Zombieland in Garland, in Texas. Garland, Texas. They're just taking shot pots at that city. Yeah. Uh, or Hamlet 2 and Tucson. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, Maybe it, not as well-deserved as Mesquite. So they get... uh, They have, like, the... um. The obligatory our two heroes kind of like have a falling out mm-hmm. that lasts about ten seconds. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and Marlboro Man finds out that Fat Baldwin and his crew have tracked them to, to Vegas wearing their trash can outfits. Why though? What are they trying to get from them? At They're this trying point? to get the money, the money back. They right? want the money back, and they want to kill the witnesses. Yeah, all right. These guys watched him kill this fucking old man. I don't know why it matters though, because there's no police. In this, you, and you would think, like, Don Johnson actually is on the phone with Virginia. Right. He He's on the phone with her and is like, I'm just, I'm drunk. I'm in Vegas. Like, you'd think one of the first things he'd say is, Virginia, they killed him. They killed them all. They killed they killed Johnny. They right. killed Jack. They killed the old man. They, they killed uh, Jose. We, we, wait a minute, Robert, quiet down. Wait, wait, calm down. What, what happened? Who killed him? The guys from Great Trust Bank. Okay. Yeah. Calm down. I'm going to look into this. Like, yeah. we could have solved it yeah. with that. One like of the them fact looks that like Alec Baldwin. One of them looks like <laughs> Alec Baldwin, but fatter. <laughs> At least in this time. Yeah, at least in 1991. Alec Baldwin, 1991. Was I mean, just, I mean, 1996. Very, he's very svelte. Even in 96, he was still pretty good looking. <laughs> he was the shadow. <laughs> yeah, it's coming soon to an editing bay episode. But this is a much fatter Alec Baldwin. Maybe not as fat as Thirty Rock. That's no, going to happen no. in a few a few years. <laughs> you don't now. know what I'm talking about now. <laughs> talking about the future, not this future, of course. It's another future. It's an alternate future. Still the same piercing blue eyes. Though, <laughs> gonna have, raspy voice. There might not be Crystal Dream. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a stripper name too. <laughs> Crystal Dream. That's right. Sure, I bet it is. Uh, stage four, Crystal Dream. Stage four. So though, when they're while they're in Vegas, though, that does lead to one of my favorite sequences in the movie. Okay. And it's when they get tracked to the hotel and they run, but they have to go, they go upstairs onto the roof of the hotel. Right. And they they hide behind this like tin, like 
this this it's ventilation the shaft. most undestructible <laughs> apparently you can't shoot through it ac duct unit <laughs> but but harley looks over the side and he sees there's a pool on uh, off the, on the on the ground they, mm-hmm. they're on the side where the pool is and he's like we should jump for it <laughs> and like marlboro walks over real quick looks looks back and then like does this little like waddle back yep. and he's like are you out of your fucking mind <laughs> and they have this like back and forth about i'm gonna jump Go, you know, go do it. It's kind of fun. Uh, I'd rather get smashed than shot. Not me. And so he's like, fuck it. And Harley punches Marlboro out. He's like, I owe you that. They had a little fight. Mm-hmm. I fucking uh, hate you. What does he keep saying to him? I hate you. I hate you, Harley. Yeah. I fucking hate you for making me do this. Mm, that's what it is. And so uh, they both they jump off the fucking side of this hotel into a pool. Uh, but, but I really love the exchange. I love the exchange between the two of them that led to that moment. Uh, they escape. They're on a fucking train. You know, this is the, the movie where everything happens to our protagonist. Everything that could possibly happen. The only thing they didn't do is, like, get on a boat that ends up sinking that they have to fucking escape from. <laughs> That's a good point. Because this is basically the Phantom Menace in as much as it is the movie about and then. And then this happened. Yep. And then this happened. And then this happened. Uh, it doesn't make a, really that much sense for these two to be, like, globetrotting the way they are <laughs> across just such a short span of space. What did you What did you think about the chemistry between the two actors? I thought they had a, a really nice chemistry. I thought I, so too. I thought they did. I, There's I enjoyed that scene it. you mentioned before, and then, uh, like you said earlier on, they kind of seem like they have kind of instant chemistry. Yeah, uh, I, 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 they're a couple dudes you feel like you might want to hang out with. Except don't don't bring your girlfriend around either of them. Obviously, there are a couple dudes that you think you might want to hang out with, but even more so, it felt like they were like that. Don Johnson and Mickey Rourke genuinely enjoyed working on this movie with each other. Um, I don't know if that's the case, though. You don't think so? Uh, Mickey Rourke uh, apparently got really depressed after this. Uh, this was right before his, his boxing career. Yeah. Um, and I, I guess wore off film for a while, but he was he was really embarrassed and depressed during the making of this film. He did it for the money. Um, so his heart... I don't know. Knowing that his heart wasn't in it, I, 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 you don't see that on the screen, I think. I think there's a few a few times where he gives a fairly decent performance. I would agree. Yeah, where uh, when they're in the hotel room, and he tells him, he's like, hey, yeah. Marlboro, why don't you stop complaining? He's you start to sound like Jimmy. And Marlboro punches him out, and he's like, he's dead, you Jimmy's heartless dead. son of a bitch. Yeah. And they have like that bit. He's like, no, they're gone. Fucking tag on toe dead. And then, you know, Mickey Rourke comes back, and he's like, hey, I've got to live with that. I've got to live with what, what happened, and I know it's my fault. But right now, if we're going to survive, we need to pull it the fuck together. I kind of dig like that little scene between them. I yeah. think that they did well together. Now, granted, there are a few parts in this movie where I feel like Mickey Rourke is definitely sleepwalking like there's after uh big john stud or jack after he helps them out he's sitting there and he's like hey guys you know it's just there's backup i couldn't but i got it you got to promise me you're gonna get me a new bike i have to get a new bike Mm -hmm. and there's a moment of silence and then it's almost like mickey rourke remembered it was his line and he's like (laughs) hey man don't worry we'll get you a new bike it's the one take they had it's it's probably the one take they had but if you watch it again like it's kind of an uncomfortable pause Uh. where you're like oh shit did Mickey Rourke almost forget his line? <laughs> uh, and and so, like, it, it, from the story, uh, they end up hopping on the train, and that's what we were talking about earlier, where Marlboro's like, we got to make this right. We can't just keep running. we got to make this right. And he jumps off the train. Harley, just, he doesn't want to go. And so uh, Marlboro has his touching scene with Virginia. Harley shows up, and they're like, fuck it. You know, we're going to get this. Uh, they have a little talk about the boots, about Marlboro's boots he yeah. keeps taping up. Uh, he finally reveals that that's something that his father gave him. And they're like, fuck it. Let's do this thing. If this is it, let's do this thing. Uh, they had a tracking device on them. They like re, uh, 
they reapply it or whatever, and that's when Fat Baldwin is able to track them back down at the airport, and that leads to our final. Oh, oh what stand-up. a surprise! At the airport again. They're at the airport. It's the exact same fucking airport. Well, it's home to home turf, home field. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I almost said home tier <laughs> because I had no idea. I, I shouldn't drink either. Uh, and so yeah, gunfight. They realize they gotta they gotta shoot them in the heads. Harley can't shoot worth a shit. No. In fact, one of my favorite lines in this movie: Harley tries to shoot Marlboro's bike at the beginning. Marlboro looks at me and goes, oh, yeah. Jesus Christ, Harley. If you were shooting for shit, you wouldn't even get a whiff. Oh. <laughs> so, so we do. We find out that like that Harley's really fucking bad, and he, he shows them this fucking gun. He's like, it's a Ruger converted four fifty four. It's a gun I learned on. Or Marlboro says, right. that's too much gun for you. It's a gun I learned on. Nobody learned with a converted four fifty four. I did. That explains it. Uh, I thought you were talking about the line where he says, uh, just squeeze the trigger. Don't yank it. It's, it's not, not your dick. dick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah, I like this movie a lot. I feel like I should be embarrassed that I like it. Uh, yeah, you should be a little bit because it's... No, no, no. Listen, this is... Obviously, you discovered this right at, at, at a tender young age. Um, and this this posed for entertainment back then. It's not bad. It feels a little made for TV. Uh, there's a couple of shots where they're they're jumping over something in slow mo, and I'm like, "Yep, that's straight out of uh, uh, primetime television." Yeah, uh, it's it's not bad. It's just like, what is this? This is a movie that didn't need to be made. Mm-hmm. Like, why? Wh- who sits down and greenlights this? Because it's like there's not great action going on, right? This was this was the '90s, though, man. Yeah, this was the early '90s when we were. We were getting our Steven Seagal. Yes. We had our Jean-Claude Van Damme. Oh, yeah. Like, all the action movies in that time. But both of those guys... Made no sense. Both of those guys that you just named were actual, like, athletes outside of right. cinema. But the people that I'm I'm naming, like Don Johnson, mm-hmm. super popular still, riding that Miami Vice popularity. True. Mickey Rourke was, I think, nominated for an Oscar for what? Angel Heart. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, that was after so that. so you, you've got these guys that are still, you know, these guys are in their prime. Their names. Their names, They but they just, they didn't draw. They they did not draw, and it's a shame yeah. to me, because I, I feel like this is a fun movie. But I, I completely agree with you. There's not really a story going on here. Like, nobody has changed. No one right. changes from the beginning to the end. There's nobody who's like, okay, Marlboro's a different guy now. There's not or even really. Harley's like- kind of a different guy. Marlboro's still the same guy. It's just now he's gone back to being a rodeo cowboy. And and really, the only goal that they're reaching towards at that point is just like revenge. Like you're not going to bring your dead friends back. You're not going to bring the bar back. You've already got the money. Money isn't important. You're you're going back specifically to kill Tom Sizemore, who really is just like a puppet master in this. Doesn't have a you, lot of. You would you would think that there's somebody else pulling his strings. Right. Too. Right. Because Daniel Baldwin is clearly like the the bad guy in this. Yeah. I mean, he's the muscle, but. Do we need another Tom Sizemore? We needed somebody to bring it back to the bank. We did. Because this is one of those films where yeah. it's like evil big corporation, the corporation versus the little man. They don't like individuality. They nope. want everything to be homogenized. That's right. And yeah, it's all, you know, in, industrial. There's no, there's no sense of self and soul. We don't want to be part of your mm-hmm. collective man. I feel like that's what the writer was saying the entire time. I think time. so, too. Yeah. And I mean, you look at it. You look Harley Davidson's kind of a symbol for uh, for individuality and, yeah. and independence. Is having a motorcycle. Yeah, got no strings to tie you down. It's just you and your me- your your steel horse that you ride. <laughs> and then the Marlboro the, Man, the loaded six string on his back. <laughs> he plays for keeps because he might not make it back. <gasps> He's been everywhere. Oh be- yeah, between California, Arizona, <laughs> and Nevada, and, and, and Burbank. <laughs> And still he's standing tall. <laughs> Seen a million faces and probably shot 
half of them. <laughs> and fucked can, their girlfriends. <laughs> fucked their girlfriends. Can we talk about like the fact that when they realize, like, oh, we got to shoot them in the heads, mm-hmm. that's the only way to kill them because they're wearing that Kevlar. But, like, then it just it takes these guys, like, three, four shots to the head. Yeah. To, oh, yeah. to, to kill them. They're like Terminators all of a sudden. <laughs> and I, I, somebody was having some fun with the Foley design, too. I don't know if you were listening to this with headphones on, but no. there's some nice squishy cantaloupe noises. <laughs> As the bullets go through their heads. I thought you said there was no sound design to this movie. Uh, well, I, I, I said there was bad sound design. <laughs> there was no sound design. Uh, oh, man. Uh, okay, so do you do you have any any notes? I tried to like kind of go through the story on this thing because I was excited no, that I was able to rewatch a movie. That's the way to do it. We recorded it. That's again. the way to do it. Uh, there's not a lot of... No, no this is... Ex- You're right. The audience for this is between the ages of 13 and 16, maybe. And yeah. not much more because... It's weird because there's like a lot of cursing and violence, so it's almost like too 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 much for for youngins. Yeah, but then oh no, it's nothing totally else lives up to there's that. There's tits all over this movie. So I know, you're not taking kids to see this movie, but it's too dumb for adults and not <laughs> maybe not for soft the time, enough for though. kids. Like this is there is definitely an yeah. audience for this because yeah. I mean, take my first stepfather into account. It's got a following. Like, it doesn't. That have... is the dude you are like you're aiming these movies at. You were not the first person who was recommended that the, uh, this film be be on our podcast. Um. So, oh, so Harlan, like Marlboro is like getting it on with Virginia. Oh, He's yeah. in her home. They wake up the next morning. Fucking Harley's in her house. Yeah, she's fucking like <laughs> another dude in their bed. This, this, this dude. This, okay, wait, but, 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 but like. Poor lieutenant. The, Bad lieutenant. How the fuck does this guy. Okay, one, how does he know he went to see Virginia? Mm-hmm. Or does he just like randomly let himself in? I mean, he hasn't been in California for years. He's been gone for years. But, like, fucking Virginia wakes up, sees Harley in her house, like, lighting a cabinet on fire with a toaster. Setting the uh, and she's kitchen just on fire. leaning against the wall going, oh, you. Oh, you. Oh, Harley. And he's like, it's from Marlboro. We'll go get something to eat. And then, like, that scene when they're in the diner and he's got, like, just donut jelly and powder all over his face. Do you think they were doing that for laughs? Or is that just... I think that's just the way Mickey Rourke was showing <laughs> up to set. It's like, we just got to film. He's three hours late already. He Everyone's like, ready to go. You think he was like Hasselhoffing it? That he was like yeah. drunk and then he's like, just give me a fucking I donut. Want a hamburger. On a donut or a hamburger. Like shit's dripping out of the fucking donut in the middle of the tank. Yeah, like yeah. shit's just dripping down. Oh, okay. So. Who would you rather be? Marley, uh, Marley Metz. Marley Maitland. I'd be, rather be deaf. Harley Davidson or the Marlboro Man? Marlboro. Yeah, I identified more with Marlboro growing up, and I kind of yeah. I liked his character. Yeah, it's a, it's I like a, him a lot. A pretty boy. He always has a cigarette in his mouth, but he doesn't smoke it. He does at one point, right? But not when he's playing pool. Not when yeah, he's hustling. No, not when he's playing pool. Now, he's. I don't know. If, I don't know if he's so much a pretty boy. I feel like Don Johnson asked them to. Put Somebody that calls in. him a pretty boy. Yeah, the Indian at the beginning. He's like, "It's not a cowboy. More uh, like a pretty boy." Uh, but I feel like Don Johnson's like, "Have someone call me a pretty boy." <laughs> Come on, look at these dimples and eyes. <laughs> look at me. I'm still charming and good looking. Come on, <laughs> get tubs in here. <laughs> get, get tubs. <laughs> so, uh, so they yeah they go to the bank where Tia Carrera works with Tom Sizemore. Yeah. And like, what does she do? By the way, she just stands there. She does. She, she just stands around in tight she dresses. Doesn't and have a lot of emotion, even when being shot at. She's taking it pretty well. I have a huge problem with that final scene. Like, oh, oh yeah. Where like, there's, there's no the emotion, lack of suspense. There's no suspense. It's just like fucking Ted McGinty or whatever his name is. Yeah. This this actor who's famous for doing like bad B movie revenge revenge films. He's flying this helicopter, and like Harley and and Marlboro, the the bad guys got the drop on him, and he's like, "You thought you were gonna come in here and uh, and and kill me? You 
<laughs> you thought you that. thought that, didn't you? I like his performance. <laughs> he's got some good stuff. He's trying to do Walken. I feel like he's trying to do Christopher Walken. Well, he's taken it into his uh, his older adult life too. Yeah. He still kind of has the those mannerisms. Uh, and so, so like Harley and and Marlboro have to drop their guns, and suddenly Ted McGinty just shows up in his helicopter, and he's like, eh. <laughs> like it's it's so like there's nothing exciting about what's about no, to happen. No. He's just like, hey, they have a conversation, <laughs> and then he just starts shooting. Like this gun shows up, just starts shooting, and it's almost like you know, Tom Sizemore looks back, and then because it's bad green screen. Yes, so yeah, like, I love huh? that. What's going on? I don't outline. know. So you know Tom Sizemore's shitty at acting against a green screen. Uh, it's it, they just shoot up this fucking office and nothing's really going on. It's not underscored by anything. Nope. Like there's no. It doesn't like the music doesn't like swell up as this the helicopter shows up and it, is like, oh, it's, it's like the fucking helicopter dead guy. Silent. It feels unfinished. And you know you feel like maybe he should have been like, guys, get down. Yeah, anybody should have said any any number of exclamations like that. <laughs> or Don Johnson could have just been like, oh shit. Right, yeah. Would have been fun. Also, I don't feel like Tom Sizemore really wanted to live at that point. The position he's in, so he's, he's got Don Johnson by the foot. He's yeah. only leaning back like, this isn't a fight, 45 degree angle. He's just leaning back a little bit. 12 to he, 15 he degrees. He could have easily been like, ah. Okay. He could have like pulled himself up, used leverage, or you know, swung around or something. He's got uh-huh. both feet on the ledge. He's not hanging it's by plenty his... of time. Yeah, exactly. Plenty of time. Plenty of time for a fucking Mickey Rourke to slide in. Well, save he, the day. he even does this thing where he's like, "Yeah, like your friend said, fuck your old man." Yeah. Let's see what you're he's made of. Taunting I'm him. Like, what? Why are you? You're doing in that? no position right now, buddy. Yeah. But he does. All said, and, I, I, and they uh, they they get in a, a weird like fist fight, and then Marlboro. Try like kicks him with a foot or tries to kick him with a foot, but but Tom Sizemore catches it. But Marlboro's boots are fucked up. He's That's been taping right. up the entire time. This fucking MacGuffin, the, the Chekhov's gun in this movie, <laughs> is a boot. <laughs> and, <laughs> What's and in a boot? It, it falls apart, and Tom Sizemore falls off this building. Mm-hmm. The very next cut, like it's so Don Johnson hanging off the side of a building where Tom Sizemore has fucking fallen down right. to his death. Yep. The very next cut at the rodeo. Yep. Like, there's not like, man, we're going to have to explain this dead guy. Yeah. Fucking, How are we going to get out of the top floor of this building? This building that has been shot, been shot up shot by, by a helicopter. helicopter. <laughs> Someone's going to ask some questions. Not only is this a building, it's a fucking bank. And it's probably under some kind of federal you know, protection That's or true. laws or jurisdiction. Well, we'll just do the same thing we did when we had that, host- that dead corpse and the uh, hostage in the belly we'll, of that plane. We'll dissolve. We'll ignore it. <laughs> We'll and never dissolve. address it again. And we're going to open up on Marlboro's big red boots. That's right. And uh, yeah, he's a rodeo cowboy. Yeehaw. <laughs> and one of my note was, uh, uh, what, what is it? Riding next. Coming right off of his murder of a crooked bank executive. <laughs> the Marlboro man. Uh, and, uh, and, and then, they, of course, the Harley Davidson gets on his bike and has time to bang one more straight chick <laughs> well, he's on like, the way out of town. He drives up and he picks up the chick with the highest waisted fucking She's jeans. She's fucking wearing mom jeans. <laughs> oh, my God. They're so hourglass. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty bad. And like, I can't believe we ever found that sexy joke. I, I, did we? I, I mean... You I mean us as a community, as a society? Us as, us as, a, as a human race, And yes. the fact that like she's wearing big, high-waisted mom jeans and like big... She's got fat big panty hair. lines yes. on the sides, like no. not even a not even a g string. Why would like, you ugly yourself up like that? I don't know. She looked kind of like a dude when she turned around too. She's like, <laughs> what, what is this? He's like, where are you going? She's like, nowhere special. He's like, 
Hop on. I'll take you there. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not really saying a whole lot for yeah, you. A lot of confidence. <laughs> not, I'm nothing special. It's kind Come of the opposite of I will show you the world. <laughs> Come ride with me. I would Shining, love to see, I would love to see a, a less confident, a whole new world. <laughs> I could show, show you, you some stuff. Burbank. <laughs> <laughs> the airport, the tarmac. The... Maybe a little dirty and rusty. <laughs> Tell me high-waisted gene woman. <laughs> Uh, okay, so I've gone through my notes. A slightly on this thing. newer, <laughs> nowhere special. <laughs> A dirty uh, men's room you've never oh seen. <laughs> it's at the Home Depot. <laughs> no one'll know. What do you have? Do you have anything? Oh else? my god! No, I know, I know, I do not. You don't? No, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm underwhelmed. All right, by so this movie. So I, I see the faults that this movie has. Okay, I see this movie for the problems that it possesses. It's good. I still love it. I really like this movie a lot. I have I so it. much fun watching it. Yeah, you know, and it's not because of the story. It's not because no, of the no. journey. It's definitely not because of the journey. It's moments. It's character moments. It's stuff that like. The, the movie could be the worst movie in the world, but if you have characters that manage to engage with each other in oh, a yeah. way that, like, I enjoy, I enjoy the character interaction. Because I'm going to tell you, dude, sometimes I'll watch movies from acclaimed directors with great actors where I feel like the characters don't fucking identify with each other. How about they, how um, about Batman v Superman? Oh yeah, well that's a that's an uh, in a uh, a timely example. I was going to go with which uh, a lot of people are now that they've released it digitally. I'm a lot of people that. are like this is a much better movie I'm, now. The three hour it's rated another R thirty version. minutes. It's another thirty minutes long. It's going to take a lot to get me to watch that. Um, but I was going to say the the Terminal Spielberg's The Terminal starring fucking Tom Hanks and Catherine Zeta Jones. Yeah, that's about it. But and Stanley uh, Tucci. Stanley Tucci. That's right. Acclaimed actors and it's like. Uh, yeah, it's kind of a. It's I kind want of a dud. to take my dead father out of the airport. <laughs> <laughs> that was my top thanks from the terminal. Like Balky Bar Talkamus. My wife. Uh, <laughs> that's all the terminal is. It's basically just a, a precursor for Borat. Uh, a much better film. The terminal. Yeah, the terminal. I felt. Eh? The terminal looks great. I'm it, gonna give it that. It looks fantastic, but I really I'm I'm not engaged with the characters no, at all. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so like that's kind of the opposite here. Like I would okay. I would recommend this movie if you if you dig you know cheesy uh, cheesy action if you dig cheesy films uh, B cinema. Oh, by the way, well, they've announced fucking August sixteenth. Yeah, the entire American Ninja series of films. Oh no, released on Blu-ray. No, what? it's going to be released August sixteenth. Oh, now we can finally do our live show that we've yes, been teasing for two years. We can. <laughs> uh, yes, sorry, we can. You were, you were saying? I was going to say, uh, "Big Trouble in Little China" is all of the things that you're describing, and I think much more successful at what it was trying to do, engaging. It's kind of a silly well. Look, story. Let's look at who's behind it, though. Oh. John Carpenter. Yeah. Yes. Okay. That's a much what I'm more skilled filmmaker. Meanwhile, much more skilled writer. The director of this film is somebody you've Simon never heard Winsor. from. Yeah. Didn't he do like some Van Damme movies or something? Uh, uh, there you go. Exhibit A. <laughs> Troopers. <laughs> no. He didn't do Street Fighter. No, I don't think so. That would have been fantastic. Are you looking it up right now? Uh, I was going to. I oh, yeah. Will. Go yeah, ahead. Let me do it. Go let ahead me do it. and look it up. I got it pulled up right here. Because I can, I can speak a little bit what more as guy? to what I liked about this Simon movie. Winsor. I, uh, I did enjoy the, the character interactions. And I, like I said, you know, there's, there was something about how these, like, how these characters have a code that they live by. And it was, I think, the first time that I'd seen a movie like this with characters that weren't fucking Batman or Superman. 
they were to me regular joes that had lived by it's a true. code like yeah we gotta make this right you know this isn't right the way this is and that, like i said it's a weird thing it's probably something i shouldn't tout as much as i do <laughs> but this movie was the one that kind of formed my moral compass as a kid actually yeah yeah so here we go simon Windsor, director uh of uh crocodile dundee in los angeles oh which was the third one <laughs> the third one that uh also coming soon to an episode of the editing bay a uh, quigley down under starring tom Selleck. this I guy like, has a thing I for like 80s that movie. tv stars i like that movie and wasn't alan rickman in that oh god is he let's find yes. out yeah, I think it was. Uh, Alan Rickman. Yes, sir. And Quigley Down Under. That's actually, Who knew? that's not a bad film. Well, I've become well, quite a bit of a... I've, I've rediscovered Tom Selleck recently. Yeah? Sarah's a big fan of the show called Blue Bloods. Uh, yeah. So I've started watching it. Well, three Men and a Baby? Kind of digging Blue Bloods. I've well, heard it's good. Not really a big Three Men and a Baby fan. Oh, I love that film. Not really a big fan. Oh, we'll have to do not that because one soon. Of, not because of Selleck. Basically because of everybody else. Ted Danson and Steve Gutenberg. Uh-huh, yeah. And the, the, the Goot. Once again, another movie where the uh, drugs is the underlying plot. Um, oh my God, that's right. Plot. I Remember forgot they, all about that. They hide the drugs in the baby's diaper. That's right. And then they come back for it, and that's why they're after them. Okay, as a parent. Mm-hmm. That's horrible. Uh, no, I'm just telling you, as a parent, that diaper's fucking long gone. Oh, right. That, that diaper is long fucking gone. That's a good I'm, point. I'm sorry, guys. You're not reusing I think them. I think it's a reusable diaper that they put it in, though. That but, could be. Well, but, like, but he like, cuts it open and then tapes it back up Okay, no, it's not a reusable diaper, no. though. No, guys. That diaper's long fucking gone. If it's a diaper that someone has with their kid, like in a diaper bag or mm-hmm. in a stroller, that diaper's fucking was used three days ago. We'll have to do that movie on the episode. Yeah, uh, we will. We'll have Harper in here while we do Oh, that. no. Uh, also uh, directed The Phantom, starring... Uh, Billy Zane! Billy Zane. But then... Uh, Wow, out of left field. He did Free Willy, 1993's Three Willy. Wow. The the original. Okay. Well, so, uh, how about the guy who wrote this thing? Like, uh, I think his name's Don Michael Paul. Don Michael Paul. What else does he have under his belt? Because <laughs> um, I don't know if they had this on the DVD, but on the Blu-ray, right. there's this, like, vintage featurette where it's this Don Michael Paul guy talking about, like, writing the script and how he was inspired and oh, really? what these characters are supposed to represent. And what do they? And I'm pretty sure he was coked out of his mind when he wrote this thing. <laughs> I'm not seeing a lot of writer credits for him. <laughs> Let's see. you got to go way down on his IMDb page before you get oh, there. Oh, you're going to go down all oh, right. Oh, God. <laughs> but uh, I can tell you that he is known for um, <laughs> d- the directing Who's Your Caddy oh. from 2007. <laughs> Nice. Starring Big Boy and Jeffrey Jones and uh, oh Terry Crews was in that one as well. And, and Jeff Goldblum. And uh, let's see. Actor, actor, actor. Oh, so he's an actor. That's right. No, he has no other writing credits? I'm, I'm, we're still, here we go, here we go. He wrote <laughs> Beyond Valkyrie, Dawn of the, that's something that's coming out in 2016, Dawn <laughs> of the Fourth Reich. Oh, that sounds fun. Wow. Death Race 4. <laughs> Death Race 4 Sniper colon Legacy also Oh so a, not even the first Sniper movie Nope Oh and he also wrote Who's Your Caddy Ah <laughs> so uh, The writer director The powerhouse That okay. brought you Who's Your Caddy Alright well then I guess there's no reason to uh, To delay this any longer No I just Okay so you wouldn't recommend this movie to anybody No I really can't Because if you didn't see it in that sweet spot When you were a kid When it came out Like what does it have to offer audiences today They're far superior I, Again I mentioned Big Troll in Little China You want to see a movie like this Watch that one instead yeah, Far more compelling characters Yeah That's it I guess I, I liked their chemistry And I thought they had a couple of good scenes together <laughs> Okay So what did Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man do That's right That's what it is man I said the characters are fun And likable enough you can, They have a nice repertoire uh, 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 What's the word I'm looking for? Rapport. Rapport, not repertoire. <laughs> not not Michael Rappaport. <laughs> they have a good rapport. Uh-huh. Uh, and, uh, I, but I think you could, you could cut together the scenes 
that that are successful and get maybe about a 10 15 minute supercut yeah of them uh together but, i could see that yeah. I, i'm gonna agree with you that i think that the uh it's the the relationship between harley davidson the marble man um you know despite the fact that mickey rourke is sleepwalking his way through this film correct i still feel like harley and marlboro get really fleshed out for characters that are in a B action film. Get a little bit of backstory, uh, I guess. I, it, it's compelling for me. I, I really love the 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 hints to to Marlboro's childhood with his dad, and then of how he wanted to be a rodeo cowboy. Like we get we get more of it from Marlboro than we do for Harley. What we need to learn though is like how these guys found each other. Like we need a prequel. Is that what you're saying? You say that we yeah. need a prequel. We need uh, to see more. Need is a strong word. I, but, uh, I, I, you said need. I'm saying if you're going to make a film like this, maybe you hint at the past and how Working they. On the I thought we were going to find out that they were like old army buddies or something, and they did some time together. They served oh. together. But and that's but how. Did they... we need the? Did we need all that exposition? Well, no. But Would these... they have done that through the radio as well? well but the thing is, like these are. <laughs> hey two... guys, happy Independence Day! These are. By the way, there's a cowboy named Marble. <laughs> And his buddy named Harley. They met each other. Back in nineteen eighty seven. It's that time again, ain't it, Harley? Yeah, but th- these are just two characters that feel like they should be loners. Uh, especially Harley Davidson. It doesn't seem like he would befriend anybody that didn't have tits. And so like why true. does he have a, a BFF that he needs to go on adventures with? His brother. Yeah. You don't have much family to speak of. Only one thing to do. You've always been my family. Rob a bank. <laughs> don't say it. No. What's he going to say? You don't want to hear it. Hear what? I do like the scene where they're fighting uh, Big Tom. What's his name? Big John Studd. Big John Studd. <laughs> and, uh, you know, um, Mickey Rourke's kind of wailing on him. And then fucking uh, the wrestler grabs him by the nuts. Yeah. And Don Johnson's like, well, he was doing okay up until that point. Doing pretty good up to that point. <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of feel like. The best part of this movie is their relationship, but I think Don Johnson's definitely giving this movie a whole lot more than anybody else is. Sure. I think he's really having a good time with it. I think that he was excited for this. Um, I think he looks great in the role. Yeah, uh, that cowboy hat, it's, that it's, scruff. It's just, it's a shame it didn't do better. Mm. What did Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man do wrong? I said it before, but for me, it's still that sound design. There's there's something, like, if you're gonna, if you, if you're gonna do an action film like this, you you can't underestimate the power of the dark side. No, yeah. of of a good score, of 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 some tension. Like you said, it doesn't even. I, you don't need fucking John Williams in here, but there's got to be something to make those scenes build. There's got to be an ebb and a flow, and everything is is very flatlined, especially in that third act. I mean, fuck, Hans Zimmer was able to like create tension in uh, yeah, what's Inception with just boom, yeah, man. But he was able to build off that. Let's get three That's guys true. with timpani to just bang away. That's, That's all right. You need. I think we're alone now, Timpani. <laughs> uh, all right. So what I think Harley Davidson, the Marlboro Man, did wrong, I think that there are so many things that so many things that can go wrong in a film, mm-hmm. but I can pretty much forgive them all as long as you've got a strong climax. Yeah. And this movie does not have that. True. It doesn't. It, you know, you've got this shootout in the uh, in the airfield, and it's pretty funny the way that it ends up where he's like, shoot him, Harley. And right. he shoots the gun and shoots Marlboro. <laughs> in the other arm. It's pretty fucking funny. Yeah. Uh, but... <laughs> but but that's you can't end a movie like this on funny, you know, and that's why they go to the bank right. and they take out Chance Wilder. Is that his name? Yeah. That's <laughs> Did they ever say that character's yeah, name yeah, in the yeah, movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chance Wilder. Chance Wilder. Um <laughs> so here's the fucking thing though. Like you have to have a, a, a a conflict you have to have a great climax in that bank that should have been an amazing climax there should have been like 
those two guys show up and there's a shootout with Harley and the Marlboro Man. And the way this movie, this movie does play out and it pays homage to, um, to Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid yes. a couple of times. They and jump it's like, into that pool. Okay. You know, this is pretty cool. And then <laughs> where he puts the hat on afterwards and it's all like, yeah. Uh, but, the, you know, if you give it something like that, a little bit more, you, you care for the movie enough to give it a stellar climax. I can forgive almost anything if your climax fucking rocks my balls off. All right. And it doesn't. No. And that's one of the biggest offenses. It, it is the biggest offense of this movie, in my opinion, that they don't give it enough care. And it's you give this horrible fucking helicopter sequence with no score, nothing that leads up to it, mm-hmm. nothing that rushes in. Should have been this shootout, and they, they're gunned down, and it's like, oh... You know, I guess this is it, Harley. And then, bam, helicopter shows up. And then they're like, oh, fuck, let's get, bam, bam, they, they get this. And then there's that final fist fight. And you know what? Make Chance Wilder a fucking, like, martial artist. Like, something we didn't realize right. about him. Because he's too like, easy. That's he why just takes he's the with hits. Tia Carrera. And he's like, what, you thought she was my assistant? She's my fucking sensei, motherfuckers. <laughs> and then, like, bam, 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 and kind of turn into something like that. Man, that's fun. Yeah. As much as I hate Lethal Weapon 3, that final fight with, or Lethal Weapon 4, Four. that final fight with Jet Li, it's pretty fucking neat. Yeah. And I was able to forgive a lot of the shortcomings of that movie because of that fight. And it's also like we, the main villain, or at least the one that the audience identifies as the main villain, we've already killed him in the previous scene. Like the Daniel Baldwin character is, is way more of a threat. He's the one that's been chasing them, like Jason fucking danger. Voorhees, yeah. the entire goddamn time. I'm still not sure how he was able to track him down. <laughs> it's that of, coin. I, no, I get it. But but still, like he flies to Vegas and is able to all right, just whatever. able to find him all on right. the Vegas Strip. Fine, because <laughs> he's Fat Baldwin. <laughs> he sniffed him out. Hi. Um, all right, Mickey Rourke still reeks of donuts. <laughs> That's know, what it is. Right? It's following that scent. If we were to uh, to remake Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man today, yeah. how would we do it? Well, I have recast five. I didn't go too deep into this one because uh, half of those characters get killed in the second I act. did 12. Oh, you I've did. Got, I've got like 12 people. Well, do you want to go through yours and I'll just sprinkle I'll in mine? I'll let you go first. Yeah? yeah? All right. All right. Uh, well, well, let's start with uh, Tom Sizemore because even though he is the main villain, uh, he gets the least amount of screen time, I think, of these. Uh, Tom Sizemore, how about uh, Vince Vaughn in this in this role? Okay. Has Vince Vaughn ever played a bad guy yes. aside from that yes. Psycho remake? Yeah. It was a movie called Domestic Disturbance with John Travolta. Oh, yeah. Where he plays right. the evil stepfather. I kind of like him when he's like fast-talking, sleazy yeah. Vince Vaughn. Yeah. Wasn't he kind of a bad guy in uh, the second Wedding season Crashers? of uh, of True Detective? Was he the bad guy? I never saw it. Oh, you haven't seen True Detective? Nope, I haven't seen the first. First season's season. fucking amazing. Well, you've you've enticed me with the uh, Alexandra Daddario's presence there. Oh yeah, there's quite and a presence. P r e s e n t s t i t s. That's how you spell presence. Mams. Mams. You want to play a game of mammary? How about uh, Virginia Slim? She is the uh, the brunette who's uh, cheating on her Madsen. on her <laughs> on her soon to be husband with the Marlboro Man. Uh, how about Colby? Wait, who was Chance Wilder again? Uh, 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 Vince Vaughn. Oh, Vince Vaughn. Okay, Thank you. Uh, Virginia Slim's is Colby Smulders. Oh, nice. I love her. Yeah, I think she'd do well there. Ride a motorcycle. Uh, finally, we have uh, Daniel Baldwin. Uh, <laughs> the Matrix is Daniel Baldwin. Uh, how about, uh, you know this guy's name, Jeffrey Dean Morgan? Yeah. He's uh, now Negan on yeah. uh, Walking Dead and uh, yes. the, from The Watchmen. He's John Winchester from mm-hmm. Supernatural. And also Bruce Wayne's uh, father. And and he was also in the, movie, the movie The Losers. If you've ever seen the movie The Losers. I have not. It's really good Who's stuff. Who's in that? What is that? Uh, Chris Evans is in it. Okay. Uh, Idris Elba. Oh. 
Yeah, it's it's a fun movie. It's based on a DC comic that one of my favorites. In fact, oh, I, I love that comic about. so much. I have an original panel from the book yeah. that was drawn by Jock. Interesting. Yeah, Jock. Jock. Oh, just J O C K. Oh, okay. <laughs> really? Yeah. Who is that person? He's an artist. He's a comic book All artist. Right. I've, I've lost interest. Finally, the Marlboro <laughs> Man. Marlboro Man. Um, and Harley Davidson, or Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man, I should say. Yeah. Uh, Tom Hardy and Bradley Cooper, respectively. Nice. Tom Hardy is Harley Davidson and uh, Marlboro Man, Bradley Cooper. How about that? He's already kind of scruffy. Put I, a cowboy hat on him. I they... almost went Bradley Cooper for that. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, I, well, I, was, I, I had to Google it. Have they ever been in a film together? I bet they would have great chemistry, those guys. Tom Hardy and Bradley Cooper. I don't think so. I don't think they have. No, yeah, well, there you go. Well, this will be it. In our remake. Yeah. Or prequel. Man. We find out how they met. Did you see fucking George Miller? They they released the fucking black and chrome edition of of Mad Max Fury Road in Germany. What the? I know, right? Why? What the fuck? Wait, he's not even German. No, he's not. He's Australian. But they released it in fucking Germany. I want that here. And like everybody's making that joke. They're like, just turn the color off on your TV. I'm like, it's not the fucking same thing. No, no, people. You're not going to get the same resolution. Interesting. Yeah. I have been wanting to revisit that film again, and that might be the way to do it. So fucking good. All right. So who's directing? uh, Directed by Michael Bay. Michael Bay. (laughs) You know, bringing back his bad boys style of directing. No, that's good. That's good. All right, here I go. Uh, Here I go again on my own. Tom, the pilot of the helicopter. Uh, I feel like you want to nod because in this movie they did a nod to B action films. Yep, yep, yep. With uh, McGinty. Uh, I think it's Ted McGinty. Or maybe I'm thinking Ted You're C. McGinley. You're thinking of Ted McGinley. Okay, it's something McGinty. Uh, and he used to, he was in a whole bunch of these like bad revenge films. Uh, and so I figured let's throw an action star of today, uh, a, little bit, a little bit older action star. Uh, Jason Statham as, as, <laughs> as Tom the pilot. Nice. Chance Wilder. It's going to be played by Shia LaBeouf. Oh, yeah. Oh, interesting. A little Weasley and, yeah. and shitty. Uh, all Alec- tatted up and messy with his beard. That's like? right. Yeah. Or clean yeah. cut. No, no. All, all messy. Shia LaBeouf. Fuck that, man. Right. Messy. Do it. <laughs> just do it. In fact, it's not even going to be Shia LaBeouf. Oh my god. We're just going to use that footage of him over and over <laughs> again and just screen. cut it in with all these other people. That's awesome. And it would probably still work. Yeah, I think so. Don't think about it. Just do it. Do it. Uh, Alexander, the uh, the fat Baldwin role, right? Played by Colin Farrell. Ooh, that's a good role. I was thinking about him, you know, after our episode talking about Fright Night. Fright Night. And I was like, you know what? I think he'd be fun in this role yeah. as well. You know, like this... Bullseye from Daredevil. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But but a little bit more calm, collected. The Old Man right. is going to be played by Carl Weathers. <laughs> Lulu, the uh, Vanessa Williams role, played by Rosario Dawson. Oh, okay. I like that. Uh-huh. No, she can sing. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Rent. So uh, now we've got the uh, the crew, Jose... Jose Cuervo. That's right. Played by Michael Pena, <laughs> who you might remember from Ant-Man. Yeah, he's great in that. Plays his buddy. I love that. Uh, Jimmy. Jimmy Walker. Mm-hmm. Played by Nick Cannon. <laughs> yep. We've got uh, Jack Daniels. Played by another wrestler here, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Of course. Oh, that'd yeah. be great. Uh, Virginia Aww. Slim's going to be played by Elizabeth Banks. Ooh, interesting. Uh-huh. So now we've got our titular characters, yes. Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man. Harley Davidson, played by Ryan Reynolds. Uh, the Marlboro Man, played by who else? All right, all right, all right. Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. Damn it, I almost went that route, but I thought he might be a little old, and I, I somehow knew you were going to do Ryan Reynolds. And also, I also recast him last week, I think. Directed by Deadpool's Tim Miller. Hey, there you go. Oh, dude, great idea. 
All right. Fun action movie. I might see that movie. If you've got any thoughts about Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man or our recasting or if we've completely glossed over something that you've been screaming at your podcast screen, uh, you know what? Where do you fall on Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man? Tell us on Facebook. Put in the editing bay in the search bar. Look for that picture of the woman with the bleeding eyes. That's us, and that's where you could talk back to us. If you've got any suggestions for movies that you'd like us to watch in the future and then uh, talk about here on the podcast, you can also send your suggestions there. We've also got a website, right, Joel? Sure do. It is editingbay.com. You can go there, bookmark it, if you will. And anytime you ever need to know anything about Editing Bay, oh, where do I go? Go to the website, editingbay.com. We've got a link to our Facebook page. We also have a link to our uh, Twitter handle, which is at the Editing Bay. So please follow us there. Uh, you can see pictures of us there you can find all the episodes there too it's a couple of clicks away but um that, that if you all the past episodes that are no longer on itunes you go all the way back to uh the yeah, very first we th- only get a hundred a hundred episodes mm-hmm. on itunes yeah you've, you've never heard the birdemic episode that we yes. started this whole or thing with. the or avengers avengers yeah, i would say start with that one probably start with, start with the, well that's kind of what we did isn't it yeah oh yeah that was a that was a beta episode yeah wasn't it? that's right somehow got out of the wild <laughs> What's funny is uh, one of our what was one of our our other first episodes we did. Fuck, I was just talking we did to Street about Fighter, this. No, the crossover it was, episode. It was like our third episode that we did, and mm. I can't remember what it was anymore. Okay, uh, never mind. <laughs> Skip this. Cut that out, Jeff. <laughs> is that? Oh, did you uh, Twitter and all that? Oh yeah, yeah, Twitter. Uh, EditingBay dot com. At the editing bay, follow us. All oh, right. oh and, and I guess we still have our contest going on because we are uh, not yet at 100 followers. But uh, whoever the 100th follower is on our Twitter handle, uh, you'll get this nice uh, Captain America Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. <laughs> the, the safe word is winter. Winter. Winter Soldier. Winter. Why are you saying it like that? <laughs> saying what What way? <laughs> Why, saying that. Why are you talking weird? I will. I will. <laughs> Forget it. I will. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. If you uh, If you get us on your Apple device... Click on your podcasting app. Uh, go there. Go to the search function. Put in Next Wave Radio um, and look for the editing bay. Go ahead and tap on that. Give us a five-star rating and yes. a review. That would be awesome. Would appreciate that. Uh, that helps us kind of, you know, I know we talk about it all the time. We'd love to get sponsors. Um, <laughs> what we also need to get sponsors is someone dedicated to doing something like that. That would be kind of awesome. <laughs> Throw this podcast at people and go, hey, look, there's this many people who are listening, this this much of a rating and all these reviews. So obviously people are listening to them. Why don't you put a little money? We'll make some ads and, and run them during the show. Uh, the best way that we could do that, though, is to show people. Go, hey, look, this is what we've got. Help yeah. us out. Uh, and then when you're done with that, you could check out the other shows that... We're on the Next Wave Radio Network. <laughs> still see, on iTunes. I suck because I've been so busy. I still haven't been able to talk with Danny and Matthew to see if uh, if they want to continue and we can put together a schedule for MVP. Mm. That's the most valuable podcast where Matthew and Danny talk about sports and sports entertainment. Uh, and I really miss that podcast. Like that was one of the few podcasts that like I really took the time to listen to. Um, and I miss it. <laughs> I, I miss the new material. Uh, someone else that I miss, Jeff Earnshaw. Oh. Uh, he and Sam. They did a show called My Comic Life. You could still check out the archives of that. That's the one I miss. On iTunes. That's a, that's a good show, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, our show, The Editing Bay. Um, all right. If you don't have an Apple device, just really quick go through this. You can also find us in the iTunes library. Uh, if you have an Android, 
get that podcast addict or the podcast republic apps that lets you search the itunes library uh what are we doing next week uh man i'm i'm i'm, I'm torn i'm gonna need your help here because uh the, the new ghostbusters film is coming out this uh, or next week uh at that friday and that seems the obvious choice to do uh, you know i mentioned i'd revisited ghostbusters a couple of weeks ago yeah uh that one uh, there's some things we could talk about but uh the much maligned ghostbusters 2 obviously a contender for an editing bay episode breathe We've threatened to do that several times before breathe but jo- <laughs> breathe <laughs> i believe in magic magic magic, magic, magic. <laughs> We looked at the echo. <laughs> but, Joe, those seem a little obvious. Um, and here's a movie that, that always comes up as far as uh, does it hold up? And that's that's kind of what my... my, uh, my uh, uh, the, Ishtar. The, no, no. That's what I used to, to measure what would make a good episode. Does it hold Barometer. up? We Sometimes we have uh, fond memories of movies such as... Uh, like Harley Davidson, Harley Davidson the Marvel Man. Man. And then we revisit them or see them for the first time and realize, ah, they're not as good or... <laughs> We're romanticizing it a little bit in our youth, and um, this is one that I've often thought about because it's been a it's been a good fifteen years or so, Joe, since I've revisited the Goonies. <gasps> Holy shit! The Goonies, who recently had a, a big milestone, right? A big anniversary, yeah, wasn't the thirtieth anniversary or 30th so. Thirtieth anniversary of the Goonies. Oh, everyone's all grown up. They, they come out the same year as Ghostbusters. Mm, you might be right. You Ow. may be right. <laughs> no, 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 no. I may be jelly. No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't know the words I have these songs. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I, I, I figured it's about time, Joe. It's about time to, to dust off the old Goonies. They've been threatening to do a sequel, I'm sure. Threatening. They, they, they Speaking have. of Sean Astin, did you send Levi that picture? Yeah, you know what? It's uh, any, any day now. It'll be there in the mail. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, man. I've been out of town. I've been, it's he was. Been he busy, was in Austin. But I swear I have it. I was. How was your 4th of July, by the way? It was good. Good. It was too. good. Got, uh, yeah, we, we brought the baby out to Deep Ellum. And then had dinner. That's where babies belong. We did dinner at the Angry Dog. I love that place. Uh, my sister introduced me to the Angry Dog when I was in high school. It's fantastic. And she was like, this is where we go. You know, we go here. After we go to the club, we get an Angry Dog. And I fucking loved it. And ever since then, like when I go down there, I try to stop by the Angry Dog whenever I Every can. Every year, they always, they're always awarded like best burger, best dog, best uh, chili fries oh, in yeah. Dallas. Yeah, and so worse. Sarah had never been, hmm. and so we took some pictures of like Harper there for Aww. the first time. And apparently, Angry Dog liked it on Facebook. Like they they liked the pictures. I, I don't like, think you're. Oh. I was going to say I don't think it's special. They probably like all the photos that are tagged. Well, let there. me feel like I'm special. All right, Joe. I wish a, I was special. You're a beautiful, unique snowflake. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you're not your fucking khakis. Will you um? Will you keep going now, talking singing, about your fucking Goonies movie? Goonies next week on the editing bay. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Old fashioned superstition. Be there or be square. Do you remember the music video that that oh, Cindy Lauper yeah. music with video all with all the wrestlers? Mm-hmm, I yeah. do. Someday I we'll find like, it. I always wondered why that guy had rubber bands the in his beard. Wrestling connection. I did not understand. Yeah. Well, th- Captain Lou Albano. That's that- the guy who was Super Mario in the Super Mario Brothers Super, Super Show. Super Mario. It's the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. <laughs> Do the Mario. Swing your arms from, from side, side to side. side. I'm going to go kill these children. Do the Mario. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We're going to go ahead and wrap this up. Jeff, thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Joel, always hey. a pleasure. Thank you, Joe. And we'll catch you guys next week for the Goonies. Thank you. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.